Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Monday Night Raw, NXT 2.0, AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with Buddy Good Quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick, to look ahead to the best wrestling show of the week, Friday Night Smackdown. We decided to change it up a bit, aren't we? You, you, you and, and Hamlet are going to alternate Smackdown and Rampage. Looking forward to this week? No. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to this week remotely, to be perfectly honest. I just decided to be a good brother. Yeah. A bit of uh, history of the whole uh, logistics behind the pods. Like, we just do these ones alternate. Because we've got a lot of writing to do at the same time. Yeah. Um, so back when the Wednesday Night Wars first started, I was really high on AEW. Hamflet really loved NXT. And I think Hamflet's deal with AEW was, he simply didn't think it was as good as NXT to begin with, mm-hmm. which is absolutely fair. And he th- preferred All In to AEW when he thought All In was going to inform AEW as more of a, a collective of artists doing mm. things that they had no right to do rather than a billionaire-funded thing. That's all fair enough. As it transpires, later down the line... Going down the line. Going down the line here. Hamlet decided, oh, yeah, it actually sucks. <laughs> and this AEW thing's really, really good. And then I took liberties for ages. Oh, no, 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 no. Two years ago, two years ago, you said that you don't like AEW as much as me. Therefore, I don't know, I'm not watching SmackDown. <laughs> I'm not watching SmackDown. I'm not doing it. Like, you, you can do that. You can do that. And I decided to stop taking the piss because I think Hamlet, who um, has never went dark on WWE in his life, he loves that thing or is desperate to love it despite all of his better judgment. And what an indictment of WWE this is. If you turn off a Hamlet, right, who is so loyal to yes. the things that he likes. Like, he'll go and see the cribs in different parts of the country. <laughs> he'll persist with WWE, even during the reign of terror. He just is very loyal to the things that he likes, and he just wants them to be better. I think it's a nice characteristic of his. And he, if they've lost him to the point where he just won't even want to talk about SmackDown this yeah. week, then that says a lot. Um, they lost me years ago. Uh, speaking of which, you just reminded me, I did want to give a shout out to Logan H, who sent me a lovely email last week, and I completely forgot to mention him. Uh, we were talking about Goldie Gopher, uh, who's uh, the Minnesota mascot. He's a, he's a gopher, 
footage. Uh, and he's got, like, he can spin his head around, apparently, Logan sent me videos of. Uh, and there's a cl- video of him absolutely trucking some kids at a little charity football game a few years back, which gave us no end of entertainment. But, yes, uh, he's been pictured with the likes of Brock Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin, and Gable Stevenson because of the history of Minnesota. But thank you for that, Logan. I completely forgot to mention you the other week, and uh, it gave us a great deal of entertainment. When we went off on a bit of a tangent, the SmackDown one, it kind of loses its way sometimes. I've done it before. Yeah, so we start talking about a gopher. Anyway, um, I've got uh, WWE.com up in front of me. Let's look what they've previewed for SmackDown tonight. You've got uh, Ronda Rousey, obviously, as they mentioned on Raw, picking her WrestleMania opponent. Um, so, who do you think she's going to... No, that's literally it. That's the only thing they've advertised. They haven't even mentioned Brock, so I sincerely doubt he's going to be on this show. But this is effectively... They're leaning back on the Royal Rumble fallout, just like I have with the notes for this, haven't they? Uh, according to Big Dave, he's been dropping the scoops in 2022. I'm happy for him. There was a period last year when it felt like he'd lost it a little mm. bit. And I'm, I'm, I will always be a Dave guy. I will always be a Dave guy. So I was like, yeah, go, go on then. Go on, drop them scoops. I love it. He's reported that um, at the behest of Fox who really like Charlotte Flair and who want Ronda Rousey because, of course, they do. At the behest of Fox, they are running Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey this year, and then there is a a loose plan in place to do Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch next year. The juice is out with that fruit already, so God, good goddamn luck with that. You'll have to just turn Becky face. How how on earth do they sell? Like, uh, uh, regardless, like, I know I wanted to see Becky, and I was like, okay, well, I'll get it eventually. Um, and, you know, we've talked before about what a sensational match Ronda and Charlotte had at Survivor Series. It does a little bit feel like this WrestleMania is like, we're going to do the matches we said we were going to do years ago, and you're going to like them this time. Ronda and Charlotte at WrestleMania, Brock and Roman at WrestleMania, for example. They'll probably main event both nights, obviously. But how do they sell a match that was literally described as an appetizer on Monday Night Raw? Well, it's not just... This match, I'm honestly, mark the day down on the calendars, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a victory lap. I don't think it's a particularly hot take, this. But not only is this match the match that is the second most anticipated thing Ronda Rousey could do, not only is it like a compromise to the thing that people really wanted, and even then, on the back of Monday's reaction, do they? Not only is it a... Consolation is the word I've been yes, scrambling that's for. Yes, that's great, great, yeah. Not only is it a kind of a consolation match, I think in itself this build is going to be disastrous. We've got two months to do it, right? Ronda is there, I think, or penciled in to be there most weeks. As she was, she wasn't a part-timer um, <laughs> during 2018. She was there like every single week. It wasn't a Lesnar thing. Uh, so I suspect Fighting in the back of police cars, maybe. Indeed, she'll be there more often than not. Charlotte will be there more often than not. We know how WWE tends to book things. They don't do angles. They don't do teasers. Um, there's a lot of talking, volleying, volleying stuff over an invisible wall. Um, I wrote an article yesterday. It's called Why WWE is Playing a Dangerous Game at WrestleMania 38. You can check that out right now at whatculture.com slash WWE. I'm going to steal my own stuff. It's mine. I can do what I want with it. (laughs) And regurgitate the following um, line. Because I think it's good. I think it's funny. And I think it's genuinely damning about the level of audience investment in this feud. I can't even imagine 
Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey saying something even in a likable cadence, let alone, <laughs> let alone something that will um, mobilize an arena full of people into supporting one person or the other into getting a baby face established in this dynamic. I suspect Ronda is going to have to be, kind of, but it could go either way. Like, who's the lesser of two evils here? Do you like the part-timer who's got kind of a delivery that is just not likable at all in terms of Ronda Rousey. And has been riding up wrestling fans in the entire time she's been away on social media. And yeah. there's other stuff, obviously. Uh, yeah, there's other, like away from her dickhead beliefs. Yes. Even in wrestling, in the sphere of wrestling, she was breaking kayfabe. I couldn't have given a toss about it. But regardless, a lot of people did, mm-hmm. and it pissed a lot of people off. So you've got that going against her. Ronda Rousey's the better in-ring babyface. Like the fire, the intensity, the credibility. She rules in the ring, or maybe that's past tense now. But put a microphone in her hand, and everyone either gets lost, everyone either gets irritated, or whatever. She she's not a good babyface promo. She's well, got a well. I listened to the crowd reaction on Monday Night Raw, yeah, and that was true. This is true. It was pretty hot. I mean, it did sound. It was like when Hogan hit the leg drop on the Rock at WrestleMania. It sounded a little bit like that. A little bit like that. And in the other corner, you have Charlotte Flair, whose cadence is possibly the most obnoxious. I don't need you anymore. But that's her doing a bad sort of thing. <laughs> once. It's a meme, but she only did it once. Yeah. I'm Charlotte Flair! Of course I'm going to win the matches! Oh! <laughs> Who do you think you are? I'm your queen. Like, that's how she talks. It's like, ah, I'd rather die yeah. than listen to this for another second. So you've got these two people talking to each other like that for, for two months. I was going to say for two months, yeah. Without any real physical angles. They'll probably do some vehicle stuff. It's WrestleMania. That's a new game. What? Yes! <laughs> that is a new game. Most WrestleMania seasons, this hasn't happened in the actually it did happen at the performance center because remember when they got that big truck for Becky Lynch oh, yeah. and they're like oh we've already spent it, the money on that it doesn't matter do you think, if, do you think she, she comes across as pretty unbearable yes especially isn't it, isn't it exceptionally weird that she's driving this in the middle of a pandemic yeah but she was meant to do it in an arena full of people with a big Becky truck and everyone go mad they love vehicle stuff the police car stuff the big Becky vehicle um like hit and runs like AJ That's Styles they just, they just went oh remember Braun Strowman in this red car yes that stuff. AJ Styles, like, putting Shane McMahon's head through a window. They'll love Hang to on. do... Then we can hear the uh, the noise of that, actually, here. Oh, oh. oh, I forgot to turn the speakers on, so we've got it with the <laughs> listeners can. There we go. Can they? Little track. Wall of sound. Um, so that's just by the by. That's mm-hmm. a game we can play in the next couple of weeks. Remember this. I can't wait to play the vehicle game. Yes. What can we call it? Ooh. Baby, you can drive my what? <laughs> Should we call it that? Yeah. Right, cool. We've got a game. Oh, man. It's going to make the Raw and SmackDown previews a little bit more interesting. Can't wait for that. So they can do vehicle stuff, and they can do promos at each other for like two months solid. And I can't anticipate a single person liking either of these performers. I can't imagine this is going to be good in any way, shape, or form. Legitimately one of my favorite wrestling matches ever in WWE, modern era. There's a lot of caveats here, but I love that match. People aren't going to care about it before, ahead of time. I think this is going to be memed to death how bad it is. I don't think it's going to be merely bad. I don't think it's obviously going to be good. I think the dialogue 
in the delivery exchanged between these two wrestlers is going to be all-time meme-worthy bad. People are going to have a lot of fun, in fact, over how bad this is going to get over the next two months. And because I don't really care, I personally cannot wait. (laughs) A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Well, let's uh, talk more fallout from the Royal Rumble. We'll deal with... For the fourth time this week. We'll deal with uh, Paul Heyman and the controversy surrounding him in a second. Uh, But on Monday Night Raw, Brock Lesnar uh, confirmed he's using his uh, Rumble win to target Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. He has got one eye on the WWE Championship as well. He's going to try and make this belt for belt uh, at WrestleMania, going into the chamber, as I said, in Saudi Arabia in a few weeks' time. But tonight, we get the response from Roman Reigns to this challenge. How do you see it playing out? And, well, the good news, I suppose, a little bit of a peek behind the scenes here. The reason often I come in and say, I thought SmackDown was actually quite good, is because how long is uh, AW Rampage, Michael? One hour. One hour. And how long does it take you to watch AW Rampage? One hour. Cool. I can watch SmackDown in about 30 minutes. (laughs) It's a two-hour show, right? Not only I watch, you know, I watch most shows on double speed just to save time. Uh, not only do I like it more than Raw because I'm not watching it at six a.m. in the morning, but also Roman Reigns' entrance and Charlotte Flair's entrance. Honestly, boy, you, I reckon, I reckon if uh, the missus takes the kids out for a tr- trip to the shop at the end of the road, you can watch the entire show. Um, but anyway, how do you see Roman in his, uh, let's say, rather verbose way responding to Lesnar's challenge and? What's happening with with Paul Heyman going forward for you? I'm genuinely looking forward to this because I know how booking works. And in a sort of broken clock idiom way, this will be good because they can actually book these characters quite well. Um, I also know that they can't have Brock beat up Paul Heyman yet. So it's a question of how do you delay it? How do you delay that? How do you build anticipation for... Paul Heyman getting Germaned. Like it would, oh. There's such a power to Brock's German suplex that it would be even better than the F5. I suspect when it happens, maybe even at Mania they'll save it, when Brock attacks Paul Heyman, they'll probably do an F5 because it's probably the safer thing to do. It's You're not bumping on your neck. Mm. You're just basically 
trusting Brock Lesnar, and he's capable of doing this, of just dropping someone like face first. It's going to hurt. Yeah, do you remember when he threw Michael Cole so hard his shoe came off? Yeah, it was awesome. Awesome. So it's going to hurt, but it's not like there's no risk of paralysis. Exactly, yeah. But it would be funny if they did the German, just because of how it would be class. And I don't know, because the way the F5 works, I suppose you've got Paul Heyman's face like frantically going, no, 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 when it happens. So I just want to see him get German. Is that and wrong? No, he's already he's already F5 to Shark, so why not F5 a Walrus? Not <laughs> <laughs> my words, their words. I love you, Paul Heyman. I don't think you look like a Walrus. I think you're a bit overrated in recent years. But regardless, <laughs> I still I still want to see you get German. But that's not happening yet. So it's how does... The thing you can't do yet collide with the thing that the character should be doing the first thing. How do you do, right, the thing that you can't do yet, but it's the it's the one thing that the character wants to do the second steps foot in the building. So there's, they have to create something around that. They actually have to think about it. Well, they Which, don't. They used to have those things where, like, the end of the last episode, someone would unmask someone and go, oh, my God, I can't believe it's you. Is Brock actually advertised for SmackDown? Not as far but as But he's probably not going to be on it then. But as in Roman's got to respond to oh, it, and, right, and, okay. and Heyman uh, has got to, I suppose, explain his actions. Well, it's a bad thing if Brock's not on it. They should just pay him money to be on this show because he should be doing nothing except thinking about giving a German suplex to Paul Heyman. I'm, I'm less interested now. Ah. This is funny, right? Because theoretically, Roman Reigns, given the character that he's playing, should be, and it would be hypocritical and he'd be like posturing, but he should be fizzing at the idea that he couldn't put Seth Rollins away cleanly because the idea is Seth Rollins did, in fact, effectively live so rent-free in his head (laughs) that Roman had to take the easy way out, right? They could style this. They could just say, I could have beat you. I just didn't want to. I just prefer to choke you. I prefer to really hurt you than pin you. Cause Get revenge for the how, shield breakup. Yeah, that's how much you pissed me off. I'd, well, I didn't care about winning, which itself is just such a stupid thing. Mm-hmm. The rules dictate that, well, and there are no rules, so what's the point in doing previews? But regardless, <laughs> the rules, if they exist, and they kind of do half the time, should dictate that Seth Rollins could go <laughs> all the way down the ramp and say, you didn't beat me. I deserve that title shot again. But he's got another one. Same difference. WWE Universal, red, blue, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> so that how do they address, if at all, the fact that Roman Reigns didn't look his strongest at the Royal Rumble, knowing that the direction isn't a rematch between Rollins and Reigns? Mm. Well, I think they just, I think Heyman just controls the narrative and talks instead about this scheme that they've plotted since, what, the end of last year, effectively. Because they, oh, he, he beat me up, but it was all in, you know, the greater good, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I feel like that's what they've got to do, because this... Look, if anyone can be entrusted to save this, it's Paul Heyman. Yeah. In WWE. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you were all fooled sort of thing. Brock was the biggest fool of them all. Because uh, I don't know, like, the way it went down at the Rumble... It looked like Paul Heyman was like, well, I haven't really got much choice here, but I get the feeling they're going to spin it of like, I was a double agent effectively. Yeah. Uh, you know, They could say something to the effect of Roman Reigns didn't care about Seth Rollins. He choked him out. Yes, he didn't win, but he wanted to make himself look weak when he was doing his biggest coup or something bollocks like that. Look, in, look at him and he'll write themselves out with a mess. Not very often that I say this, but uh, take a leaf out of TNA's book. 
Bully Ray when he was talking about Aces and Eights. Like, yeah, I took my uh, took my licks. Remember when they did the thing where they Aces and Eights came and beat? Uh, the yeah, I got my ass kicked for nine months, <laughs> but uh, so I could screw Hogan and fool Brooke or whatever her name was. Um, <laughs> As part of that, you talk about, you know, Seth obviously being now in the WWE Championship picture for the Chamber and the Brock Rome thing being held off for a couple of months. Interesting story breaking today. Could, there's nothing else advertised. They want to obviously pop a big rating. They've got the hook of watch because Ronda's tuning in. Could, I can't believe I'm saying this, Goldberg show up because the talk is... He's coming back for a Saudi payday. And I was well, before Andy introduced the concept of him versus Roman Reigns, I was like, who could he face? There's the Big E banter match, obviously, but they're not giving Big E anything because they hate him because they're idiots. And I was like, he's done the fun squash, which I did quite enjoy, to be honest, with Dolph Ziggler. And he's done beating Bobby Lashley inexplicably. And, oh, but I did put over Drew McIntyre at the Rumble last year. Um... Well, two years ago, I don't remember. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I suppose as one of the final, uh, please God, final matches of Goldberg, having Roman wreck him is probably the best use for him. Oh, possibly. Um, and the good thing about there's no real room for a monologue in a Goldberg match. And he would actually be justified in saying if he came out and confronted him after Roman got a promo you've disrespected X, Y, and Z rather than one where he did that to Drew when Drew hadn't said anything and been nice to legends all night. I mean, there's an easy way into a story that mercifully, when it actually happens in the ring, will not exceed five minutes at all. And that is, you ducked me at WrestleMania 36. Yes, good point. You ducked me at WrestleMania 36. You think you can escape, but in fact, you're next. Easy. Absolutely Do you think that happens tonight? I think they advertise them. Yeah. You think if he's going to show up, he's going to advertise Yeah, of course. Him. That's just the way it works. And, you know, it's like, I get that. I do get that. I'm fine with it. I don't really care either way. This is going to be one of those ones that often happens on this podcast where we talk about something and then two hours before showtime, our tweet's gone out and completely negated everything we talked about. So looking forward to the 11 p.m. UK time tweet. Bill Goldberg said he's going to show up on SmackDown tonight yeah. because they do that now, don't they? They don't advertise it days, weeks, or months in advance. They do it two hours beforehand and hope people will go, cancel the plans, love. Yeah. No, I think it's a, it's a decent way of elevating Roman Reigns further into the stratosphere. They're talking about him in the same words as, like, Sam Martino and all the rest of it. I love this as well. Not only is it just acknowledging your own history, but, like, it is some feat how they've managed to present the Roman Reigns character for this long. More or less sustained interest if you look at the ratings patterns. It's been seriously impressive um, top guy stuff from Roman Reigns, even if I'm a little bit lower on the work than most. But, yeah. you know. There is yeah, there is stuff to be done there about Roman comes out. You know, Paul Heyman deals with the whole Brock screw job sort of situation. And Roman talks about, well, I maybe may have lost, but this title's still on my shoulder and he's run off to the chamber to fight for the lesser championship yeah, yeah. in my eyes. This streak continues. My, you know, incredible streak of days as champion. And then Gage comes out and uh, Roman wrecks him. (laughs) Can but dream. Uh, Finally, Sige. Yeah, they dropped the word streak in this promo, like, a lot. You're better at this than they are. (laughs) 
thank you, I think. That's a compliment. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty backhand. Yeah. But it's, a, it's still a compliment. <laughs> um, finally, Sige, this is, this is the, 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 you have to eat on this podcast. I have to turn to you and ask questions like this. Stroking my chin. What's next in the Naomi Sonia Deville saga? I couldn't give a f- Should we make it a game? Like, because, you know, I did quite like the the way they developed it in the Rumble. I thought it was a really good touch, to be fair. Sonya comes out, goes on commentary, thinking, I'll just wait here till Naomi comes out. And then someone goes, oh, there's Cameron. Naomi's good friends with her. And she's like, oh, so she'd be pissed off if she got trucked and just wrecked her and chucked her out of the ring. And then, obviously, you had a little bit of back and forth. Uh, I believe it was Naomi who eliminated Sonya Deville. And then, obviously, Sonya hung around at ringside and... Eliminated Naomi when she did one of those attempted escapes. So there is some juice in this fruit. Not really. I mean, they had a clean finish last week, didn't they? Oh, yeah. And then she finally got a bit of revenge. She finally got a bit of revenge, and then it continued at the Rumble, and then she eliminated Sonya Deville. There's only one. Are they, are they, are they going to get this to WrestleMania, do you think? I hope not. Every time you try and analyze a WWE TV show, you think of the second word in WWE. It, it, it just completely undermines your credibility every single time. Wrestling. In your head, you're thinking, well, there's only one place they can go, right? Heel gets the heat, kind of, by talking, on the babyface for a while. Babyface wins the match. Babyface wins another match. They could potentially have Sonya Deville, the authority figure, say... Ah, right, well, we're going to do one match, and this is the real quiz, and uh, it's going to be in a stipulation that you can't use your finisher against me or whatever, something like that. But you just think, well, no, because WWE routinely breaks the rules of fiction. Yeah. They could just have her do something for, like, seven more months. Who cares? Should we make a little game out of it, then, before we can wrap things up? Yeah. So, Naomi and Sonya Deville, Sonya, uh, Sonya and Naomi, Cameron's been involved in it, but who else from the WWE roster is going to be introduced into this storyline. I've got the SmackDown roster in front of me. Here, Michael Sidgwick. Tell me when to stop and pick a number between one and four. Okay, okay. Just, uh, we've got 20 minutes. We've got the, the, the ad rules here. Yeah, we've got there. We got it. Okay, stop. Okay. Number between one and four. One. <laughs> Every time, it's always good. You know what, really, the, the, the little sprinkle, the little sprinkle of... I don't know, something to, to add a bit of spice to this. Yep. Is, of course, I mean, think about the storied history here. On one side of the ring, you've got Naomi. On the other side of the ring, you've got mortal enemy, Sonya Deville. Yeah, I mean, it was. Torn between the two. Who else? But Mansoor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes as much sense as about anything else on this bloody show. On the subject of Mansoor... He'll probably be doing something. Oh, to yeah. Work, yeah. It makes sense. I mean, they wouldn't do that many. They've got, already got a women's match in Saudi. That's enough for, in their eyes, probably. So you could say the same thing about AEW. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> granted. But yeah, looking forward to SmackDown tonight. Yeah, I love I love the Mansoor Saudi thing. It's the only f- vaguely thing that you can have fun with it, unless you want to go full sat- satire, which go back and watch our last minute rumors because we did. Hey, guys, look, it's Mansoor, and he's going to be fighting for the uh, Intercontinental title. It's like, all right, what's he mean? <laughs> hey, it's always, I've just glanced at that roster, and I was like, 
I don't know, maybe like Drew Gulak. Like he's always got to be someone he's suddenly feuding with who can pull a great match out of him. He's got a lot better without question. But like in the early days when it was like, it's Mansoor, and this time he's feuding with Dolph. This time he's feuding with Cesaro. It's like, oh, I, th- I think I can tell. He's This time he's working with Mustafa Ali. Yeah, I can. There's, there's dots I can join yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, probably Drew Gulak's going to come out and go, Mansoor, I've always had it out for you, especially in the month of February. So yeah. You know who else is an incredibly gifted in-ring worker who hasn't worked Mansoor yet? Who? Sami Zayn. Oh, that's a hell of a shout. But guess why it can't happen? Oh, yeah. Because it, it was a joke. Oh, I, I, for a split, <laughs> I completely forgot for a split second. I was like, oh, yeah, moving on from the jackass stuff. You could give Sami Zayn that. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, that's not going to be happening at all. But anyway, well... Enjoy SmackDown tonight. Uh, let us know your thoughts ahead of the show on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. And you can order his brilliant book all about the rise of AW, Becoming All Elite, uh, wherever you get your Amazon orders from, basically. Local country dots apply, effectively. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. We'll be back... Um, on Monday with the review of SmackDown. We've also got the Rampage preview and WrestleCulture with hashtag bloody good quiz coming your way later on today. But for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us and we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 